Let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are the third week of Advent. Rejoice, rejoice. That was the wrong key. That's the right key for a tenor. Sure. I have a very low voice. Uh, Altos and tenors don't always get along. I know. It's fine. We'll make do. I could I could launch us off into the Alleluia as well. Yeah. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Mm, that's my favorite. I, I brought it down for you. It's about as low as I can go. I'm... Anyways, everyone, welcome back. Uh, we hope that you're having a wonderful Advent season. So we are hitting it off with Gaudete Sunday or the week of Gaudete. So it's focusing on joy this week. And uh, we have a very special guest. But before we really introduce this guest, he has a dog named D. Poochie. D. Poochie? We have to determine who she loves better. Well, I mean, okay. If you ask a child, who do you love better, your mom and dad or grandma uh, or grandpa, most most children are going to, like, they're going to say something, but of course they don't necessarily mean it. Because, I mean, just because grandma and grandpa spoil them, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't equate to their actual love and dedication. Okay. I guess I could kind of agree with that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, like, I have to, somebody has to try to enforce rules. It's pretty pointless with Deepuji. I, I, I kind of, I kind of, I'm surrendering to that. She is a, she's, she's a ball strong, of energy. She's strong-willed. She's strong-willed. And if she's, that's possible for she's a got dog. a lot of energy. She does. And, and she's very dramatic. She, no. she looks at you and has that side eye. She doesn't get what she wants. I get the side eye a lot. But she follows me from room to room. So That is true. She yeah. hasn't run away. Right. Except for those two times. Those two times. But she came back. <laughs> and she, she does like to, you know, nestle herself under a blanket. Uh, this is definitely the season. She's, uh, yeah. The other day I had to kick her out of the bed. Uh, it was, wasn't even time to go to bed. It was just, you know, time to relax a little bit. And right. she jumped up in the bed and was like buried under the covers. I'm like, I don't think so. You, this is my bed and, and I invite <laughs> you in. You know, dogs can can right. use the bed with permission. Right. Um, I, I, it may evolve to humans can sleep in the bed with permission. But right now I'm still trying to assert dominance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's a delicate balance. Right. Because you don't want to hurt her feelings, but yeah, you know, she's strong-willed. Yeah. She's, 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 a, she's a great pup, though. She is. Because she curls up, and she's definitely very affectionate. And she is, yeah. Yeah. When, once she decides she likes you, she really likes you. Oh, yeah, for sure. But then when she can, if she sees that you're getting ready to go outside for a walk, oh, there's almost no containing that. She's just so excited. Yeah, it is. She'll really, like jump up and like do a circle. You can like she, she just does, like, won't she does stop. actually this is like a triple sow cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean if it were if it were ice skating, I'm pretty sure it would be a triple, maybe a quadruple. Uh I, I you know, um I don't know all of the intricacies uh, sure. of of how to decipher. But she can like point she system can, and stuff she like that. She can jump and spin um while licking your nose. She yeah. did not I do mean that a, for a me, moment or two yeah. before that she might have licked something else, but she'll definitely <laughs> Happily lick your nose. 
Yeah, so don't know if I'll have her lick my face again. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. That's the moral of the story. My mom always said dogs, tongues, you just, are, you never clean, know their mouths are cleaner just, than, than human mouths. I now, we could, we could get our fact checker to check that out because I know that's disputed, but... He's um, quickly Googling this right now. He is. Our dog's, our dog's tongue's really cleaner than mm-hmm. the human. Uh, it's disputed. We'll see. We'll see what... Uh, the short answer is no. A dog's mouth is not cleaner than a human's mouth, according to veterinarydental.com. Hmm. But I'm still, you know, my mother... Rest in peace. I'm not going to challenge her at this point. So I'll let her right. hold on to that. She knows the truth now. Right. But we don't want to, yeah, no hard feelings or anything. Yeah. She did her best. As as we all do. Yeah, exactly. So are we just going to continue to talk no, like no, no, a no. mystery voice? Uh, you know, I'm just going to be that special, very special guest that no one has any idea who I am. I mean, maybe by this point they've guessed it. There's an anonymity. Uh, anonymity? I don't know. Yeah, anonymity. That's it. (laughs) There we go. See, man. So this mystery voice is Father Andy Booms, uh, and we are thrilled for him to be here. And why don't you just go ahead and share a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm also thrilled to be with you, Emma. Nice. Yay. Thank you for inviting me on this wonderful joyful week of mm-hmm. advent this podcast which i do hope has been a it's been a cause for joy for me i've enjoyed listening to the episodes mm-hmm. i'm really glad that the holy spirit has inspired this work for us so many and we are like we're super excited that just this whole season of advent that we've been having different guests on the show so it's been good to hear different perspectives from everybody right and just so, so as you said i'm yeah. father andy booms i am the pastor of St. Bridget of Kildare in Midland, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also the pastor of St. Mary University Parish in Mount Pleasant. Thankfully, I have Father Mark Hops, who is with mm-hmm. me. And uh, so, you know, he takes care and tends the flock, uh, tends to the needs of the university parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, it's not something that uh, I put my energies into the parish in Midland and really pay attention to and focus and then I'm there to support and guide and lead and help Father Mark as he's continuing to grow in his ministry and his identity. He's still a very right. young priest, both in years of experience and in age. We all need that like mentorship, that support. Yep. You know, yep. We're all there to help each other get to heaven. So, and, and, of course, everybody already heard that I have a dog. So, mm-hmm. that's, so she, she occupies a good chunk of my free time mm-hmm. and inspires me to take walks when I really don't want to. Right. Or run, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely has taken probably about twenty to thirty seconds a mile off because she really likes to run. She, yeah, she'll pull you. Yeah, she does. As we're heading towards uh, winter, I'm sure that if I just put some skis on, she would pull me right down the trail. I would uh, love to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it could be arranged. It could be arranged. So I do enjoy exercising, running, walking, sure. cycling in the warmer months. I enjoy gardening. Mm-hmm. And tending to uh, flowers and vegetables in the ground. Uh, sure. If you put it in a pot, I, I really struggle to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. But in the ground, I can sure. I can help it to thrive. Listening to podcasts, reading. Sure. Also in the fall and late fall, uh, hunting is uh, just a nice way to get out and relax, get right. some quiet. And you and got a deer this season. I did get a deer this season. So yes. that's exciting. It is exciting. I enjoy the hunt, the patience, uh, the mm-hmm. reflection. But also, you know, having that uh, a harvest right. of um, 
the what God provides for us and right. being able to share venison uh, with those who I may think, oh, no, I don't like venison. But Michigan venison, especially the lower peninsula, my home area of the thumb, sure. it's corn-fed venison. So mm. it is it is some good, good eats. Good. It's good eats. Quality, quality there. Right. So as that that's a segue to I'm from Huron County, uh, the tip of the thumb. We are thumb buddies up there. And grew up in a little town, Port Hope, but in the country, uh, Harbor Beach also. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not from Michigan, so I know. Just tell me you're the, from the tip of the we, thumb, and I'll uh, just you know, imagine Emma, where it's at. Emma, this is a cause for joy. We don't want to dwell <laughs> on the, 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 the fact that, that, that place, that place where you're from. I, I don't even know you if can I can say Ohio. Say. Like, you can say it. It's not that hard. Uh, oh, oh, what? Okay, okay. Anyways, we're right. This is a cause for joy. I'll stop bringing up. No, it's a it's fine. <laughs> Ohio. I could say the state's name. I can uh, just, I can't drive through it without getting a speeding ticket. They're very discriminating. We have, we are, we are very good at driving. I'll put it that way. Okay. We are reserved. Reserved. In our speeds. See. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Michigan boy. So, yeah. you know, the speed limit is an advisory. <laughs> and usually you have about, you know, 10 mile, 10 mile per hour. Uh, buffer zone. Buffer yeah. zone. Yeah. Except in school zones and, you know, hospitals. I mean, there are right. church zones. Right. You have to, you have to know your, know your turf and your territory. Yeah. Makes sense. So I'm from here in County, Harbor mm-hmm. Beach. I have a brother and a sister. Okay. And. I don't think I knew that. Ah. See, so I learned something. You're learning about something. You. Yeah. You're learning things. Cool. And uh, 41st Cousins. Dang. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. My father was the uh, oldest of 14. Big families. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's farm, exciting, though. Yeah, German Catholic farm families. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, and, um, of course, know? I think one of your most important questions uh, that, I, that I saw on the show notes is how do I take my coffee? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do so you really want to know? Yeah. So I, I'm a little odd. I take my coffee differently at different times of the day. Your day should start with a nice, bold cup of black coffee. I agree. And when you want to be decadent and relaxed in the evening, you can add um, coconut milk or oat milk. Mm. I've been known to add some peppermint syrup every once in a while to really be celebratory. Nice. And this being... So that's peppermint. A cause for joy. Yeah, <laughs> it's peppermint. That's peppermint. And also, too, I'm just going to throw this out there. Is it crick or creek? Well, uh, and again, kind of like the time of day, it depends. It depends on the context. So it's what sounds best. Like, of course, if I'm going to throw a ball, it's across the creek. But if I'm going to drive over a crick, that, that just it just seems better. It just... You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to draw out the words too much. It's like okay. the, it's like the difference between a reading and a reading, or amen or amen. amen. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. let you slide on that one. Yeah. So it's it's a it, it 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 evolves. Okay. I can't tell you exactly. Sure. I can tell you yes. Sure. You know yes. It's crick. It's creek. Depends yes. on your mood. Depends on depends on the mood, the context. Okay. You know like. I can support that. I won't get on your case about that. 
<laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, we probably should dive into the topic for this week. So what we've been doing is uh, as we prepare to actually start like the meat of the discussion uh, for the topic is we've been praying the collect for each week. Okay. So either you can lead us in prayer or... I can read it, whichever you prefer. I'd be honored to lead us in prayer. All right. I love the collects of uh, Advent. Cool. Let us pray. O God, who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's nativity, enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation and to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. That word is there. That word is there. Rejoice. Here we go. I know. It is the third week of Advent. Right. And there's something special about this week. So not only are we talking about joy, which is very special for us, like as a podcast, right? I mean, it's cause for joy. And so uh, I know that we've celebrated a lot. You know, we've offered masses and things like that for our listeners. Yet, when it comes to the liturgy, people will notice something different about what the priest, or if there's a deacon, what they're wearing. Exactly. What is it? Well, I mean, it isn't mandatory. Right. But every self-respecting priest or deacon has a set of rose vestments that you bring out for two weeks of the year. Right. You get to wear them two times in the year. So I've been to some masses where priests or the deacons will still wear the like the violets. Sure. You know, but then I also really appreciate when there's pink or there's rose. I, I always think the rose vestments. Um, it you walk out into church and everybody's like, "Wow, something is different." Okay, we just got a news flash here. So Mary Kate actually just texted me because she couldn't just say this out loud. Uh, Father Kevin. Does not have rose vestments. Wow. That's a shame. I guess we'll know there'll be a second collection. Yeah, I guess so. Man, please pray that this problem gets fixed. Uh, you know, it, I did Man. not have rose vestments until... when did I don't have a personal set of rose mm-hmm. vestments. When I was rector of our cathedral, sure. uh, that was the first parish that I was at that had a set of rose vestments. Then, of course, I moved to Midland and also in a parish with a... Full set of liturgical vestments. Nice. So it's always nice when when the parish maintains a right, and especially uh, like the rose color. Right. You know. Right. Since you only use it twice a year, you know, parish have a rose vestment. Exactly. Yeah. It's well worth the investment. Yeah, uh, I would the beauty. Say. Yeah, uh, because it gets people's attention. Right. Something is different. Like they right. they get so used to seeing the purple, mm-hmm. uh, seeing the violet of. Of uh, Advent. Um, like that blue-violet, particularly. Like there's that... that Right. That more vibrant, sure. bright kind of... Sure. The, yeah. yeah. The the more of the royal yes. you know, hues yes. to it. And they get so used to seeing that, I believe, that when you walk out with the rose, and it just kind of... Everybody's like, okay, I don't... Something's different. Something's different. Something's I can't different. put my finger on it, but something's different. Mm-hmm. And so. that's really the call right, right there... In in this Sunday at the in the entrance antiphon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is the what is the entrance? The entrance antiphon. antiphon. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Mm. Indeed, the Lord is near. Mm. And yeah, I mean, three weeks have passed. 
You know, and Advent right. is a Advent's a variable season mm-hmm. because it's interrupted by wherever Christmas happens to fall in the fourth week of Advent. Right. We're blessed this year. We have nearly four full weeks of Advent. Right. Because and sometimes it's like you only get maybe just a couple of days. Uh, or, or sometimes the 24th of December is, is the, fourth the fourth Sunday, Sunday of, of Advent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so you really only get three weeks in a day. It's kind of right. like when I, I think of it, you know, you think of what do, what do expectant parents go through mm-hmm. as they're preparing for the birth of a child and, and you never know exactly when the child's going to be born. Right. And you never, you don't have that exact date. And that's, you know, Christ breaks into our lives, ready or not. Here I come. Here he comes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's there. Now, that's a beautiful image, too. Like, just that reminder of, and I guess I've never taken time to really think of that, you know? Like, that Christ just kind of, he, he appears whenever he needs to appear. You know, right. he busts forth. And the same thing with Advent, you know? It's that. Advent Advent is, uh, you know, the whole season. And the, the season Advent, it comes from the Latin word Adventus, uh, which is a royal proclamation that Jesus, mm. you know, it would be in Roman times, if the Caesar were coming, it was the advent of, of the Caesar. And so it wasn't it wasn't a question of if he was coming. The decree had mm-hmm. been made. He was coming. Right. And uh, the town would when. be ready, whether right. or not the town carried out the preparations or if the court came out and prepared everything. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of reached this point in the advent season, the reality that the Lord is coming. His time is near. Sure. We can rejoice in that. We don't have to fear that. Right. Uh, just uh, the same as, you know, I think those expected parents, um, a town that's been chosen for a royal visit. I think even even though we don't live in a monarchy, you know, if the queen were to come visit any town, most towns would be, they would rejoice in this. Like the queen is coming. Mm-hmm. The United States, we're not particularly attached to the, to the royal family and the monarchy. Right. Right. But, you know, if somebody said the queen's coming, we'd probably be like wow that's 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 quite an honor we would yeah we would realize that there's something special about that exactly and god sunday reminds us that something special is very close he is close right Uh, he is the lord is close he's ever near and it's at this point in the readings too we start to transition from like the focusing on the second coming to we're focusing now on remembering Mm -hmm. the birth like his infancy and he's coming which i think even gives us a different sense, you know, like you were just saying, parents preparing for their child, like that's a different sense of joy and rejoicing than like the second coming of Jesus, right? They're two rejoicings, but I think they're different right? in, in anticipation and the level of joy too. Indeed. So, I don't know if you have any thoughts on like reflecting on that. So we've talked a little bit about the, the two Sundays mm-hmm. of of the liturgical color of rose here on the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete. Right. And then on the fourth Sunday of Lent, Latare. Mm. And so Gaudete, literally, as you heard it, you know, rejoice, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord is near. I say it again, rejoice, which comes from St. Paul. In Latin, it's, it's Gaudete, Gaudete. Like, so, so the call to rejoice. And Gaudete is in the imperative form. So, uh, it's, explain it's, that. It's it's not a form. So, anyone who's ever studied a foreign language, and you 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 learn like in order to learn a foreign language, you actually have to actually learn the mechanics of English, mm-hmm. because there's many things that that we kind of use in word order, 
or in context that don't really change the form of the verb. You know, mm. we, we, we don't conjugate verbs. Uh, right. We do, but we, we don't. When you're a natural, you know, first language English speaker, English uses the same form of many verbs in different contexts or with the use of a helping verb to set up the, what is the form? So, you know, there's the gerund, like I'm running. Um, right. And there's the present tense, I run. But then in English, simply to say, if I were to tell you, Emma, run. Right. That's like, a, that's that order. <laughs> right. You know, right. Do it now. <laughs> right. Like, go. <laughs> go. Yeah. Go. I mean, you know, run now. Um, now, I mean, that could be for lots of different reasons. I mean, Father Kevin could be going crazy with he's the bubbly even, He's water. not even here to defend himself. Uh, he was here. <laughs> yeah. He was. He could be he could be coming after you with a, a can of bubbly water. That is true. Yeah. That um, pink grapefruit. That pink grapefruit. Oh. Or uh, it could just simply be like, look, I just want you to run. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm ordering you to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the imperative form of verb. So so the gaude is literally you, rejoice. rejoice. You know, do it. Do it. Choice. <laughs> do it. There's this isn't really an option. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you were in the military, it would be an order from your superior. Right. And you would have to obey or very bad things may happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's that's the, the level of our Advent joy is like we we don't we don't have to really think about this. It's 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 rejoice, mm-hmm. you know, that, that the Lord has called us uh, to this moment. The Lord has declared he is coming. Right. His time is near. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we rejoice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lenten, latare, is a, is a passive form. And there, emphasizing again, not so much that, that I am the cause of joy or, or in Lent, sometimes, you know, we get pretty proud of ourselves because we take on these these great Look ascetical what I'm practices. Doing is my fasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you, yep. you, do, you have a few Catholic friends like that. Uh, yes, and I, I'll be honest with you. There have been some years where I even like fall into. It's like you have to check yourself to make sure you're not like, oh, hey, look what I'm doing for Lent. You know. And yeah. That's why it's not necessarily how much you give up, but what you give up. You know, is it going to be that? push of a little bit like that suffering that's giving up you're exactly gonna struggle a little bit but it's not how much it's not what i do right it's what christ is doing is doing in, in me. my heart uh, yeah. what, what i'm allowing mm-hmm. by by making this empty space how i'm allowing christ to fill that space exactly so the joy there is a is a bit more muted mm-hmm. because it's it's not uh, it's not the imperative it's not the command like rejoice right it's it's a rejoice, mm-hmm. you know, rejoice, rejoice because you recognize what the Lord is doing. Mm, yes. And so the, the, the joy, the uh, same in both instances, mm-hmm. in Advent and Lent, the joy is is about the Lord. I mean, right. he is he is the cause of, of joy. He is the right. his work. But in Advent, it's it's just like he is so near that there is just mm-hmm. no holding back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those comings, not only is the end of time near, you know, as a, as a faithful person, we should not fear. Right. And I mean, we've been, you know, you hear people saying, oh, the last times are upon us. And it's like, yeah, the last times have been upon us since the ascension. Exactly. You know? And that's still like that should be a cause for us to rejoice because with every passing day, the Lord is that much near, you know. Yeah. And also, too, just that 
when you sit and reflect on, okay, God became human, became incarnate. You know, that's what, I mean, this whole season of, of Advent, we're preparing for the, the birth of the infant Jesus. Right? Yes. We're reminded that God, the Word, right, the Logos, becomes flesh. Like, and if that's not a cause for rejoicing... And he's a little like, child. As, yeah. I mean... A cute little baby. A, a baby. Who doesn't love babies? Right. I know. Oh, my gosh. I love holding Mary-Kate's little little boys. But babies have that power. They give us that. They pull us exactly. into the present moment. Mm-hmm. We stop thinking about what was or really worrying about what's coming. Right. We focus on this immediacy, mm-hmm. like right now. And right. that's that's the joy Right now is a moment of joy. Right. And we get so caught up in, oh, we got to go shopping, right? We've got to go do this. We got to go do that. We, you know, we got to go to this Christmas party or go to this person's uh, you, you, house. You didn't, get the, you didn't get the news? I mean, supply chain shortages. If you haven't done your Christmas shopping by now. Oh, see, uh, my sister took care of my family's Christmas shopping, and I'm just going to send her some money. Uh, <laughs> so... That's I, I 100% promise that's how it did. She sent me a text, hey, and my dad, she actually attached my dad uh, onto I, that. It was My like, sister does that for me quite yeah, often, too. Yeah, she was just like, hey, this is what I got, Mom, and so this is how much it cost, and I still need to Venmo her the money. But, Perfect. hey, don't ask me what I'm getting her. <laughs> I haven't thought about that yet. <laughs> just tell your sister, why don't you buy yourself something nice, too, if it's not too much? I have to put a budget on her, though. Usually... <laughs> I can only afford this much, yo. <laughs> but no, I, there, there is that, that joy, being in the present moment and rejoicing. The church reminds us of that, you know, and we read it in the collect here for this week, right? Exactly. Right, so that we joyfully await the feast of the Lord's nativity. Enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation. Like, that sums it up right there, of what... Our entire lives are really about, right? That we await the feast of the Lord's nativity, remembering Jesus coming as an infant. But then we ask God, we beg him, you know, enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of the eternal life that is to come. And, and that's, you know, the context of Advent. We're celebrating, we're rejoicing, mm-hmm. not only in the Lord who is about to come, his birth mm-hmm. is near, not only in the Lord who is coming at the end of time but the incarnation which continues in the sacrament Mm. of the you know the blessed sacrament the eucharist right there Mm -hmm. um and and so that's what makes that third sunday of advent just such a great joy it's like we don't have to wait god's already here right i tell people you know you want proof of the resurrection you look at the eucharist right yes that's because he's here. He's present. And the Eucharist proves that he is living. He's, because he breaks into locked him. rooms yes. all the time. Yes. So, wow. So what would you, you know, we've talked a lot about more like the theological aspect. You know, what is the church, you know, why is this like important theologically, right? And the meaning of, of Gaudete. And then we talked a little bit of Lotari Sunday. And when we get to that point, you know, uh, we'll dive into that more. But how would you just encourage people to live this Gaudete out, this rejoice? How would you encourage people to make it practical in their daily lives? Advent Advent continues. And so Mm -hmm. the other great thing that happens during the third week of Advent 
is Advent takes that final turn. Mm -hmm. So we hit those last final days, the last week of Advent, where each day we receive the O Antiphon. Yes. The source of, we've kind of played off of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. The source of the text uh, for that great, uh, well-known hymn. So... Mm. Every day is this gift to unwrap, to to look at what the Lord is doing and how his presence has been made known and manifest. Mm-hmm. What, what longing is the Lord fulfilling? Mm-hmm. Uh, or what longing are you going to allow the Lord to fulfill? And that his presence is the fulfillment of those long-awaited promises. Sure. You know, so yes, rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel will mm-hmm. come to you, O Israel. Mm. Rejoice so that in our daily lives, are we rejoicing? Are we longing for the Lord? And are we rejoicing mm-hmm. because he's so near to us? Mm-hmm. Or are we longing for the next holiday gathering and the next Christmas sure. party, the next feast? Because sure. we're, we're so accustomed. We get so overstimulated mm-hmm. that you know, for most people, Christmas Day, I I think there are some homes where on Christmas Day, the Christmas tree is coming down because it's like, I'm done, I'm over, I just want to get back to normal. And 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 Christmas has just begun at that point. (laughs) Like the Christmas season is just beginning. Exactly. And so so these are days of of really mm. building up that longing and anticipation. Right. That what is the gift you want to open spiritually on Christmas Day? Exactly. Like what is the gift that you want to unwrap and uncover uh, within your heart, you know, because it's not always about what's under the Christmas tree, right? Sometimes what's under the Christmas tree could be very helpful in a yeah. spiritual life, right? But it's more important than what is what is within the heart that you want to. And, and you know, the Lord's undone. generosity is amazing. And, and He's never outdone in generosity. And what uh, that inspires for friends and family mm-hmm. and parishioners at, you know, in this, as we celebrate Christmas is remarkable, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's not the gifts it's it's the presence right the presence of jesus and what he has done and what he continues to do and and so he's the source of our joy he's the fulfillment of our longing uh, Mm -hmm. and the fulfillment of all of the ancient promises Mm -hmm. you know wisdom uh freedom the you know Mm. the, the the gift of mercy so these are the days now we we make this we make this really uh, particular immediate preparation mm-hmm. uh, because the Lord is coming. He is near. Indeed. Indeed. And we are to rejoice. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Just just, just kind of savor in that, you know, just kind of right. sit with that for a minute. Marinate in it. Marinate in it. And that's one of the beauties, of course, of the Advent liturgy. It's a little bit quieter. It doesn't emphasize all of the all of the the bells and whistles, right? The pomp and circumstance, the pomp and or whatever circumstance. You want to call that's it. that's yeah. coming. That's coming. Right. But, but the Advent liturgy just gives us a little bit of space mm-hmm. to savor and to long. Right. Uh, that to we reflect. don't we don't blare yeah. out Christmas carols in the liturgy. Right. We wait. There's mm-hmm. a time and a place for that. Right. Uh, and um, now's that time of just. Making that space uh, mm-hmm. for the Lord's presence uh, mm-hmm. to fill. Mm-hmm. So, you know, however you can, make that space, make that time. Right. You know, if you haven't yet, this is there's still there's still time. So still time. It's never too uh, late. So confession. Yes. <laughs> I'm, you know, the Advent confession season is not over. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Let go of those burdens. Let go of those failings and sins. Let the Lord. Because when you do that, it makes room in your heart. uh, For joy. Yeah, for joy. Or peace or all of the Whatever you need, yeah. Yeah. It, It makes room. It makes room. You know, don't fill your life with more things to do mm-hmm. and more gatherings. And I know we're we're so excited this year to be able to gather with people and not feel guilty about mm-hmm. seeing our friends and our family. But don't overdo it. Give yourself uh, that quiet space. You know, I, I, I recognize, you know, even in the rectory, the Christmas tree's up by now. Mm. But there's a beauty of just sitting in front of the Christmas tree at night. As a child, I love to lay underneath the Christmas tree and look up through the tree mm. because the lights just kind of, they, they become like stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of start to, especially late at night or when I'm a little bit drowsy, uh, let that mystery uh, find that space mm. to sit in the quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a great time to write those Christmas cards, to write those mm-hmm. letters but make them actual gifts. Make them, make them, you know, put some words and thought into right. that. Share that joy. Mm-hmm. How have the people that you're sharing these cards with, how have they brought you closer to the Lord? Mm. How have they helped you to connect with the Lord? Right. Or how do you hope that they connect with the Lord? Well, we're nearing our time here, so you're opening up the missile again. Did you I have am, anything? I am. I am. You know, thing that you I noticed to- when, I, when, we were, when I was preparing for the show. Yeah. The, and we just talked about those O antiphons. Mm-hmm. Well, the word rejoice comes back again on December 17th. Ooh. So it's the first day here in the entrance antiphon of uh, December 17th. Rejoice, O heavens, and exalt, O earth, for the Lord will come to show mercy to his poor. Another aspect of that joy. Yep. And that's the beauty of the the propers of the mass that I know we don't use them enough. Uh, we've gotten very used to. I agree. We've gotten used to so many other ways of beginning and ending our liturgies, but the propers mm-hmm. of the mass, and especially as we approach the season of Christmas, they just kind of mm-hmm. give us a lens every day to look at the scriptures, mm-hmm. uh, a lens from which to receive the gift of the Eucharist, mm-hmm. and a lens to really make these final preparations. Amen. Wow. Thank you for sharing that last little bit. I encourage everyone just to maybe reflect on that. It's the first O antiphon, right? Well, this, this is the this is the entrance antiphon. The O antiphon. Or the entrance antiphon. The O antiphons right. come. The entrance antiphon for December In the Liturgy of the Hours. 17th. Right. An evening prayer. An evening prayer. Yeah. Yeah, the O antiphons are also very, very quality as well. So I'm always looking forward to evening prayer. I'm like, ooh, it's 3.30. Is that too early to say evening prayer today? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I usually don't say it until probably 5.30 or 6 or so. <laughs> Sometimes it's 7. It depends on what's going on. In you day, just but, never know. You never know right. how the uh, how the night is going to unfold. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, as you know, we end every episode with a one joy. A one joy. So, hashtag one joy. Hashtag one joy. But I also know that sometimes there can be more than one joy. Okay. Yeah, we can... You're a guest, so yeah, we'll let you. We can you can have more than one joy. That's Thank totally you. fine. That's Thank fine. you for that that dispensation. <laughs> so, You're welcome. So um, first, I have to say it's peppermint season. There may have been peppermint in mm-hmm. my coffee, so that's a joy. Okay. It's also confession season, mm. and it's such a joy as a priest mm. to really have those moments to to encounter when 
when you're sitting there and you're listening, you're like, I, I cannot believe what the Holy Spirit, you know, how, how has this person's life come to this moment sure. to be a witness to the power of the Holy Spirit to reach out and bring people uh, back to the church and back into mm-hmm. the fullness of the joy of the household of the Lord. Right. Uh, the household of the father, the prodigal father. And so that's a great joy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen at every moment, but there's always, there's always at the moment when you're like, oh, I'm a little bit tired and I'm not sure why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Yep. And what an Advent would not be complete without Our Lady of Guadalupe. <sighs> and we kind of lose a little bit of that because the third Sunday of Advent does trump her feast day. But, but I think they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. They are joy. And and she, for me, has been uh, just a constant, uh, the doorway. You know, she mm-hmm. stands in front of the light and she's mm-hmm. that doorway always leading into the joy of coming to know her son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one time I heard uh, um, a reflection on, on the image and there's so, uh, like the, the intricacy of the science. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, the study of, of what's included in the image of Our we Lady. We could talk for hours. We could. It would be worth yeah. uh, uh, maybe next Advent. Mm-hmm. Can you can really focus in on Our Lady, uh, Guadalupe, Our Lady of Guadalupe? Yeah. There's a there's a, a brief observation. Like you see a crease in her dress. Mm-hmm. There's a, a and so the assumption is she's dancing because she's bending mm-hmm. her knees and dancing. Dancing is one of those things. It does. Bring out joy. It does. Um, some people sing in the shower. I dance in the shower because that's, <laughs> I could sing better in public. Uh, I can't dance in public. I love to dance at weddings. So it brings me a lot of joy. So for my, I actually. Do tell. I have two. So I'm breaking the mold. I I, 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 I could forgive you. I could grant the same dispensation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I also will say confessions. Just going to confession for me is a great joy. And it's taken me a long time to get to that point. But for the past couple of years, every time I am able to go to confession and I try, I make it a very regular, at least like every other week kind of thing. And I notice that in my heart, I notice if it's been a while. It's so I, I would say confession, uh, just receiving that grace and knowing that the Lord rejoices at that moment when me, you know, as a penitent comes to receive that and how the angels and the saints are rejoicing as well as the fullness of the Trinity at that moment and, and building that bridge again back with the Lord. So that brings a lot of joy for my heart. Uh, but then also, this is just the podcast, right? The whole team, uh, as I'm sitting here looking at the team, well, the joy that comes with that and, and the amount of prayer, praying for the, the listeners and people that are a part of this. And it's just, that brings a lot of joy to my heart. So very, very thankful for that and very thankful for the people that have said yes to make it happen kind of thing. So Well, you also said yes. I did. I did. So And that's a cause for rejoicing. Rejoice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope that you uh, have had just a blessed Advent season so far, and it's not over, as it's Father was over. saying. It's There's not over. so much. The, the best is yet to come. Exactly. And so just spend some time meditating on rejoice, you know, and that's, that's that Jesus is coming, and what is the longing in your heart? And so it's going to be a great Advent season, even if you don't think it has been at this point. And, and if it, it hasn't great. been a good Advent season Start now. Start now, right. Start now. There's still still There's plenty still of time. There's still so much time. Amen. Amen. Uh, the Lord can can complete a lot in a very short period of time or Absolutely. do a lot with a very little. He can. 
he just needs a little, little yes, and he can do a lot. So, Father, would you end us in prayer and a blessing? I would be delighted to, or I, I would rejoice at the opportunity. <laughs> there you go. In the name of the Father, Father and of the, the Son, Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise that in this season of Advent, you have opened our hearts to prepare a space for your Son. You sent him as our Redeemer. You sent him as our salvation. Send him and renew within us the wellspring of joy. Help us as we approach these final days of Advent to allow you to make that space to renovate our hearts and to be the cause of our joy. Bless us always with a keen sense of awareness of your presence and of the gifts of your Holy Spirit. Bestow upon us your grace and to guide us as well with the assistance of all of the saints and angels and in a special way, our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Guadalupe, to the place of joy, to your kingdom. We make these and all prayers through Christ, our Lord who is to come. Amen. And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Amen. God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. And I was too high for you. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> All right, everyone, take care, and we'll see you next week. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.